hey guys this is fj back once again with a short episode of my podcast all right so well uh, there's like so much going on currently um in the world uh but we are going to discuss just a few topics today um trump got his nomination um mr pompeo is currently in israel um and uh, he's scheduled uh, by next week he's scheduled to uh, make an address to the rnc and uh, his uh, his his uh, current meetings with the israeli officials um something very interesting came out of it uh, you see this uh, this issue of uh, f35 fighter jets um this case has been um something that has been very important for a uh, uae uh uae wants f35 fighter jets um and uh, according to uh, emirati officials it was uh, a critical part of the deal that was signed uh, between uh, the uae and the state of israel so uh of course when uh, you know mr netanyahu was uh, addressing um israelis uh, uh, his domestic audience um he basically denied initially he denied that uh, you know the the issue of f35 fighter jets was ever a part of the agreement um but that was just for his domestic audience you have to understand that because um he is expected by israelis to um maintain israel's qualitative military edge right qme so um but that was a political statement not exactly the truth the truth is that yes um you know f35 fighter jets are very important for uae they do want those jets and um they were expecting that uh, you know israel will uh, not object to the sale um however having said that um if anybody thinks that f35 uh, was the reason why this agreement was signed then no um that is not true um yes uh, f35 uh, issue was uh, you know it was uh, uh it was probably an important part of the agreement but it was not at the top it was it was not it was definitely not at the top okay so um there were many many other interests uh, which were you know driving uh, both these countries to um come out in the open and say that we are going to have uh, diplomatic relations with each other um so uh, anyway uh Mr Pompeo gave a statement um when he was done meeting uh, Israel's um prime minister and foreign minister and defense minister he gave a statement and he said that Americans will um will give UAE whatever the tools they need from America to defend themselves while at the same time making sure that israel's qualitative military edge qme is um protected right 
so I think that is pretty reasonable and uh, there was there was this story by an Israeli journalist uh, Mr. Barak um, he he said that Emirati officials called off uh, the meeting that was supposed to be held between um, American Israeli and Emirati officials they called it off and uh, they called it off because they were kind of pissed off uh, about Israel uh, still objecting to um, the F-35 deal. Well, of course, Israel will object to it because, um, you know, Israel will obviously have to make sure. Look, if anybody thinks that these Arab states, just because they are going to recognize Israel and have good relations with Israel, then Israel will support these Arab states on every goddamn thing then no that's that's not never gonna be the case just the same way these Arab states will not support israel on every single thing right they're still going to have their own interests and sometimes their interests might not be aligned right they might be in clash with each other but that's completely fine the point is that there's so much more in common when it comes to interests between these some of these Arab states and Israel that there was simply no reason to hold back and not to have diplomatic relations right um, so even you know even look at Israel and look at uh, America even you know both of these countries being uh, such solid allies sometimes there are some differences you know Sometimes Israelis are saying one thing and Americans are saying the other thing. I mean, most recently we saw this with the Trump's peace plan, which was being criticized by um, Israeli settler community. Um, uh, and um, we also uh, saw this uh, during uh, Obama era when um, the Israeli government was uh, very openly at odds with uh, the U.S. administration of Barack Obama. Um, so so yeah i mean the point is that um even solid allies you know um sometimes even they have differences and and that's completely fine because this is this is really a struggle of interests right and sometimes you're going to have common interests with somebody and sometimes you're gonna have common interests with somebody else okay um so i mean this is something that obviously i'm sure emiratis will uh, you know also understand and uh, israelis are very pragmatic people you know they are extremely pragmatic people and they can basically work with the devil if they have to if they have to strike a deal with the devil just to you know get their own interests at the time they will do that okay and i i just love this about them so this is this is the thing uh, you just have to understand that um, you have to understand that Israelis don't have any problem with uh, sitting down with Arabs or um, they, they won't even have any problem sitting down with the Iranians if, if, if Iran one day decides that it wants to have peace talks with Israel um, you know Israelis will have no problem with it whatsoever they will welcome it on day one right that's that's how israelis are and that's how um all successful nations are i mean that's how america is right um america is uh, you know uh, 
actually america is actually uh, strike striking a deal with the devil itself which is the taliban <laughs> we are seeing this in uh, afghanistan that americans have been fighting against this uh, this group for last about um, 20 years or so and now they have struck a deal with them and they are they are actually about to implement that deal so um you know Americans are very pragmatic. All successful uh, nations, uh, you know, their leaders, they are they they have to be pragmatic, right? If if you are not pragmatic, then you are you are going to end up as a loser. So you have to be pragmatic. And so, like I said, Israelis will not have any problem, uh, you know, with uh, sitting down with uh, you know these um, uh, leaders from from these countries. And you know, us, um, Pakistanis often ask me this that. Um, you know if if pakistan wants to have a good relationship with israel will israel actually accept it will israel welcome it and um, of course israel will welcome it you know um, i have i have talked about this before as well in the past that uh, when mr netanyahu was visiting india uh, back in 2018 um, indian media went out of its way to uh, basically um, you know um, they were essentially trying to get something out of Netanyahu against Pakistan and they the Indian media did everything they could to you know to, to try to get that statement out but that statement never came out and Mr Netanyahu never said anything that uh, would be you know that that could be termed as something that is you know categorically against the state of Pakistan so um so yeah i mean israelis are very pragmatic people um, you know and look you have to understand that when you talk about making peace you obviously make peace with your enemies you do not make peace with your friends okay uh, you make peace with your enemies so so yeah um anyway so this is this is what's going on um in in that particular region one more thing um there there was a workplace uh, you know accident in in gaza and uh, about four uh, militants belonging to um, palestinian islamic jihad's um, military wing which is uh, saraya al quds or al quds brigades um, four of their militants uh, have been killed in this explosion initially gazan media reports um, blamed uh, an israeli strike for uh, you know for this uh, incident but uh, then the denial came from israelis and then the you know the media reports in gaza got updated and um, so now the official story in gaza is also that this was a workplace accident i don't know what they were doing probably trying to you know build um, a homemade bomb of some kind um uh, which blew up prematurely but anyway these four militants they died um and um Katri Anwar is supposed to was was supposed to travel to Gaza to, um tomorrow but um uh, let's see if that really happens now because uh, there's now a 48-hour curfew in Gaza due to new coronavirus cases so i'm not sure if if Katri Anwar would be able to you know enter Gaza um anyway so so anyway this is this is what's going on uh hamas wants more qatri aid 
it got confirmed as i have been saying since the last few days now that what hamas really wants is that qatari money and they also want qataris to increase their aid to hamas to gaza so qataris have agreed to it by the way they have a very large bank account so it's not a problem for them um but it could be a problem for israel let's see if israel actually allows that or not but so far um the tensions are still there and uh, there there has not been a deal between hamas and israel uh, yet right there could be one in 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 the next um, couple of days let's see um anyway this is it uh, from that particular region now um about china uh, i just wanted to say one thing um i also tweeted uh, you know tweeted about this um look there's there's a lot that that is there uh, you know when it, if you want to criticize china you you can find so much stuff like there there's like literally so much stuff out there about the chinese system of governance about about um, you know their uh, uh their workplace ethics uh, and uh um about um about communism right um about the actions of uh, the communist party of china i mean there's there's plenty of stuff out there okay if you're if you're really looking to criticize china um you can find real stuff lots of real stuff out there so you don't really have to make up complete bullshit you know but unfortunately some people do exactly that they make up complete bullshit just to criticize china so this person cj right this cj guy i don't even remember his uh, last name but uh, this cj person he is a very notorious person obviously um you know he I, of course i'm not going to talk about how he you know um, manages to get funding although there are you know plenty of uh, rumors that he gets uh, funding from some islamist uh, extremist organizations um but i'm not going to go into that but he is very notorious when it comes to um you know being uh, very vocal against uh, um uh, certain countries that includes india that includes israel that includes uh, the the united states of america right um and uh, he's also known for being um supportive of um several islamist extremist groups as well as um islamist causes around the world right um so he wrote an article um about china and you know uyghur muslims and the the issue in xinjiang um and he the, he he's basically saying in his article that china is planning to you know kill off this this you know segment of population and they're planning to convert the other uh you know uh, segment of population and you know this is something that's going on and about to happen i mean basically there is no evidence for whatever he's saying in that article right i don't i mean i don't know where he gets his stuff from but 
there's we have not seen any evidence of this kind of course there you know there's a lot there's a lot of bad stuff that is going on in Xinjiang okay um, there are uh, these uh, concentration camps right uh, China calls these camps uh, re-education camps, but you know that's that's a propaganda term itself. Um, and um, China essentially sees this uh, this sentiment of separatism uh, amongst the Uyghur population as a as a real threat to itself, to its sovereignty. So um, China has adopted some really uh, problematic policies, you know in the region of Xinjiang but you don't have to make a BS about it okay there's plenty of stuff you know that you can find plenty of real genuine stuff to criticize China so um, again because you know when you make up these BS stories it actually serves China not anybody else because now China can say that look since there was this fake story about us and this fake story about us that means that all the other stories about us, you know, on this particular topic are also fake. That's what they're going to say and that's exactly what they are actually saying right now. So, um, on Chinese social media, I mean. So, yeah, I mean, we just have to keep this in mind that, you know, um, and this, obviously, this is not just about CJ. I have seen, uh, you know, plenty of other people uh, in the West, um, falling for um, clear bullshit you know clearly BS articles falling for those articles just because they are against China look we you know anybody who knows me knows that I am not exactly a pro-China personality okay um, if you ask me which world is a better world a world that is led by the US world order, the American world order, or a world that is, you know, dominated uh, by the Chinese world order. I will I will say without blinking that the American world order is, is going to be one hundred times better and has been very you know much much better for the world. Um so yeah, I mean, this is not about being pro-China. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm not pro-China. Okay, and I, I, and I really despise communism. That's, that's the other thing. But we also have to learn to be objective. Okay, we don't, we don't need to fall for these, uh, some of these uh, BS stories that are being published in, um, you know, in outlets which don't even have credibility, right? So we don't have to fall for that. Um, so please, guys, learn to learn your sources. Learn what kind of sources are good sources and what kind of uh, sources are the kind of sources which you should learn to ignore. You should know that. You should know your sources. That's that's point number one. The point number two is that you have to be objective about China. You know, no matter how much you despise um, China itself or. Um, the communist party over there or their system or communism as a as an ideology itself whatever it doesn't matter just learn to be objective because just know that if you are not being objective if you are actually falling for bs articles on china you are actually uh, doing a favor to china right and you don't want to do that if you truly truly despise china so yeah 
just um just learn from that okay anyway lastly i just want to talk about um pakistan you know um, and uh, like we saw you know pakistan's military chief he got humiliated in riyadh he he was snubbed by prince ambius who refused to meet him um and uh, so even before that there has been uh, uh, a propaganda campaign on pakistani social media against saudi arabia and that has been going on for quite some time now but when this snub thing happened when when pakistani military chief was snubbed by prince ambias when he came back to pakistan um his um i mean should i say key people in the government and i am talking about the civilian government and obviously also some people um on the side of military establishment as well they once again started uh, peddling this narrative um that uh, pakistan should uh, distance itself from you know these uh, gcc states and pakistan should instead align itself with malaysia and turkey right and create some kind of a new bloc um and uh, there are quite a few supporters of this uh, stupid idea in pakistan actually so um so when this happened uh, you know just to take away the spotlight from uh, from the humiliation and the snub um pakistan some pakistanis started uh, peddling this other rumor that uh, the statement which saudis gave about not recognizing israel until there is a palestinian state so pakistanis spread this rumor that this saudi statement came out due to the pressure from pakistani military and obviously that is laughable that is absurd um no such thing ever happened this thing was not even discussed um uh, during those meetings but um but yeah and this rumor was basically spread just to take off the spotlight from the actual news which was uh the snub that took place in riyadh because a lot of people were asking tough questions after that snub right um a lot of pro saudi people in pakistan they were asking tough questions especially the people in the opposition and um, so these people who are obviously supportive uh, you know of the current uh, ruling party in pakistan uh, so they they decided to spread this rumor of course it did not stick because it was so absurd and so laughable um but look the thing is that like i said there has been a consistent propaganda campaign that has been going on and the the intention of this campaign appears to be to you know to spoil relations between pakistan and between some of these arab states including saudi arabia including uae and this propaganda campaign is obviously very pro turkey it is very pro malaysia so uh, you know uh pakistanis tell me that you know we, we we some some pakistanis say that you know we we want pakistan to um uh, create this new alliance of uh, of turkey malaysia and pakistan and maybe like 
add Iran in that? Well, um, let's let's take a look at this. Uh, Malaysia um, has nothing good to offer to Pakistan or anybody else for that matter. You have to know that, okay? Um, Malaysia is not a military power. Malaysia um, does not have a very strong soft power, okay? Um, Malaysia is just Malaysia, okay? That's that's pretty much it. Um, this whole fantasy, you know, this whole fantasy about a new block um, was basically a brainchild of uh, three idiots. That's what I call them. That was Mr. Imran Khan, Pakistan's Prime Minister. That was uh, the former Prime Minister of Malaysia, Mahathir Mohamad. And that was uh, the current President of Turkey, Mr. Erdogan. Um, and so these three idiots, uh, they uh, came up with this fantasy that we are going to create a new bloc. Now, you have to understand that Turkey itself is a part of NATO, right? And due to that, there are certain conditions um, uh, on Turkey. There are certain restrictions on Turkey. And Turkey has to honor those uh, conditions and restrictions. So, um, so that's about Turkey. And that leaves us Pakistan and Iran. Iran, well, as you know, is, is the top state sponsor of terrorism in this world. So, I mean, being cozy with Iran is, uh, is a suicide mission, basically. Um, and Pakistan on its own is uh, basically a nuclear power on paper. That's, that's pretty much it. Pakistan's uh, economic situation is terrible. Pakistan's uh, soft power is declining. It's in decline. Um, and uh, basically, Pakistan doesn't, you know, things, uh, things are not going in Pakistan's favor lately. So, um, so yeah, I mean, this idea of a new blog is completely, um, completely hilarious because um, it won't even, uh, you know, it won't even survive the first year after its creation. That's what I think. It won't even survive the first year. Um, and uh, what I personally think is that Pakistan should maintain its alliance with GCC states and Pakistan needs to um, rethink several of its, uh, you know, positions um, when it comes to its own foreign policy, okay? And uh, Pakistan needs uh, a lot of introspection, that's, that's for sure. Um, it's not the GCC states which need the introspection. It is Pakistan which needs it. And unless Pakistani leaders realize few things, um, I think that Pakistan is going to feel more isolated. Um, and that uh, blame basically goes to Pakistani leaders themselves who, are, you know, who have... Uh, who have created these uh, these these policies and this narrative, this alternate reality for uh, Pakistanis as well as the state of Pakistan? That uh, feeling isolated is going to be a very natural uh, state. Okay, it's going to be a very natural state for Pakistan. So yeah, that's uh, you know that's something that Pakistani leaders need to think about and uh, look if Pakistani military chief uh, or Pakistani military uh, leadership uh, thought that um, 
they are just going to visit Saudi Arabia and everything's going to, you know, go back to normal. No, that's that's not how things work with Saudis at least. Okay. Um, and I think that it is time to send uh, Pakistan's foreign minister home. I think it's time for Pakistan's government to send him home. Um, he has done a terrible job. Um, he has done an absolutely terrible job. Um, and um, he has harmed Pakistan's interests. Um, he has definitely not uh, um, done one good thing, as far as I can remember. Uh, ever since his, uh, you know, ever since he uh, took over the foreign ministry portfolio, so, so yeah, I think that he he should be sent home, um, and uh, Saudi should be dealt with um, with a very cool head. Someone with a very cool head uh, needs to sit down and find uh, a way to deal with the Saudis, to try to, you know, uh, make them understand that such a mistake will not um, take place ever again. Um, because, you know, Pakistanis have to remember that Saudis have been there for Pakistan um, uh, in more than, way more than one way. So, so yeah, this is, this is no way to treat your allies, right? So, yeah. Anyway, guys. Uh, I guess this is it for today. Uh, we are going to be back very soon. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye.